0: today's episode is brought to you by Organifi. Your body is an amazing organic machine. It turns food into energy. It heals your cuts and scrapes and your internal wounds. It supports your consciousness and so much more. But it needs the right fuel and the right signals to function at its best. And for thousands of years, humans have been using adaptogenic herbs to support that healthy signaling. These are compounds that balance your hormones and help you deal with stress in a much healthier way. So if you're feeling tired, these compounds give you a boost of energy. And if you're stressed, that same compound can actually help you return to a natural state of calm. They literally help you adapt to the stressors of your life. It's almost like magic. They know exactly what you need to come back to homeostasis. And my favorite source of adaptogens is Organifi. They create delicious superfood blends that mix easily with water They make it super easy for you to get more adaptogens into your day. I know I love the ashwagandha, the reishi mushroom, the rhodiola, and so many more. So if you're looking for an amazing way to support your amazing body, I highly recommend trying Organifi. And as we are heading into Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and whatever else they come up with, Organifi is hosting their biggest sale ever. And I'm told this sale is so huge that it's actually never going to happen again. It's that good. So for just a few days, beginning November 26th, so mark your calendars uh, and use discount code stacked at checkout. You can now save 25% off everything on the Organifi website, plus get free shipping on orders over $100. All you have to do is visit Organifi.com slash stacked. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash stacked. And use code STACKED at checkout. And if you can't wait for the massive sale that starts November 26th, then you want to try some Organify right now. Maybe you want to try it quickly now so you know how much you want to buy later when the even bigger sale shows up. Or maybe you're worried about inventory, which I know has been a thing this year. Uh, a lot of people are buying the red and the green juice, and sometimes it goes out of stock. So if you want to act even sooner, you can still get 20% off with code STACKED at checkout over at Organifi.com slash Stacked.
1: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour,
0: you're going to see some serious shit. And that is the story of human progress. One inch at a time. I'm your host, Joe DiStefano, and you're listening to Stack. In today's episode, I chat with Scott Lindy, Scott is the founder of a company called Sun Potion. Sun Potion is absolutely positively dedicated and committed to health, happiness, and well-being through the use of highly medicinal plants, superfoods, and tonic herbs. These guys scour the planet for the most potent healing substances uh, that have the ability to transform consciousness and health. They work with suppliers, uh, very few suppliers around the world that meet the highest of quality standards and share Scott's commitment to purity. In fact, every product on Sun Potion's website is either organic and or wild crafted, and none of the products have been treated with any chemicals at all. So uh, super, super clean products. And on today's show, uh, we begin chatting about the origin story of Scott's company, Sun Potion, And really have a long chat about entrepreneurship and how he runs the business, having now been in business for 10 years, because Scott takes a very different approach to his business um, than most entrepreneurs do these days. Uh, And it's worked. And um, there's a lot of lessons from this podcast. And I think that for me, when I uh, obviously was a participant in the conversation, but also a listener of the show, I would say that uh, really pay attention to sort of Scott the person. And um, I want to tell you about Scott the person a little bit more because I really like this guy. I've known him for a while. And I think for me, for me, the two lessons of the podcast were, you know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And also you can never just change one thing. And I think those two kind of guiding principles are really what I took from the show. And um, I say that because I know Scott. He's attended Runka twice actually as a guest and uh, I've been fortunate uh, with Amelia to actually visit Sun Potion up in Santa Barbara. We even stayed at Scott's house once or twice um you know, I'm just thinking of this one time we were up there, and I was witnessing Scott, and I think we you know kind of walked in the door and Scott was kind of across the factory and um I don't know if he knew we were there, and we were talking to his team and um I kind of knew what was going on, and it was an extremely stressful situation for a business owner to be in uh this conversation he was in. And I was watching him manage the situation. I didn't know him quite as well then as I do now. And I was just like, wow, like if that particular situation was happening to me, I don't know if I would be able to handle that conversation with such grace and with a smile on my face and without, you know, being just visibly frustrated and and upset. But as I've gotten to know Scott, you know, that that sort of Uh, being a witness to him in that conversation makes a hell of a lot more sense because he's really always the same guy. He's always joyful, joyful, smiling, open-hearted, and well-integrated. And that's how he runs his business. And that vibe, that energy, that intention shines through literally every element of Sun Potion from formulation to the logo, to the description on the ingredient label, to the finished product, of course, that's sitting on the shelf. And and that's why I say that you can never just change one thing, because when I look at Sun Potion or how Scott runs it, I I just think that some people might hear this podcast and say, oh, I really like how he doesn't do email, but I could never stand on my own assembly line and and, you know, do that level of work. And it's interesting because it reminds me of sort of the things that I help people with on the coaching side of my business, where, you know, a lot of times when we get into the most trouble, it's when we like something that someone does, but we try to fit it into a system that they don't represent. So it's like taking a, you know, a fasting mimicking diet and trying to just pile it on to your marathon training, right? You know, that's when you get into some real trouble. So I think when people hear this show, I think, you know, take it for what it is for sure and and listen to what is possible. But I would love you guys to really listen to Scott in terms of uh, the attention and intention that he's taken to every element of his business Uh, because I think that's what can really inspire you guys to create a vision like he has for your life, for your business, for your future business, um, that really kind of leads from the front and allows that sort of vision to trickle into each element, whatever that means for you. Because I don't think Scott, when he set out, I don't think his goal was to say, never check his email. But as he allowed his business to unfold in front of him through the uh, mission that he committed to way back 10 years ago, it was the natural next step because it allowed him to put more faith, trust, and love into his team um, than maybe if he was managing more personally. So I'm filling in gaps that uh, I'm kind of speculating, but you get what I'm saying, right? So I think in the entrepreneurial world today, in the sort of like, you know, um, Instagram world and the self-help world, it's always about like, well, what things do you do? What does your checklist look like? And And it's funny because success leaves clues, as Tony Robbins says, but you can't just because Tony Robbins brushes his teeth, you know, five times a day, you brush your teeth five times a day and think you're going to be successful. You know what I mean? It might actually be distracting for you. So you get what I'm saying. And I know I'm rambling here, but uh, it's vision and intention that guides us. And I think that's why Scott has ended up in such a place where he's uh, not only happy, but fulfilled, healthy, and successful. And again, I'm rambling, but I just really love this guy and, and what he represents and Uh, On today's show, we dive into, of course, the entrepreneur's journey, but also the formulations, the sourcing, uh, what he's learned after 10 years in consumer products and what he expects from the next 10. Um, And that's about it, guys. It's a really fun show, a really lighthearted show that I think you're going to dig, especially if you are a more entrepreneurial mind, maybe a trainer that's got a gym or some kind of online business, or maybe you want to get into the supplement business. Who knows? You can take uh, his energy into any place in your life that it is going to serve you. Uh, Scott has also graciously offered our listeners here on this podcast a 15% discount on Sun Potion, which is fantastic because I don't think they go on sale um, ever uh, because they're that premium. Uh, And the discount code is, you guessed it, stacked. That's the discount code. And it's cool too. After the show, we were chatting and and we decided this is actually going to be my son's first affiliate account. So every sale from sunpotion.com using code stacked actually probably puts a dollar or two into my son Leon's business, so for the future. So thank you guys so much for investing in yourself and your well-being, as well as uh helping out my little guy with his future endeavors, which we don't know what they'll be yet. We'll see what he wants to do. Um and I guess without going on and on, if you're new to Sun Potion, the products that I've had in my cabinet for years and years and just always restock are astragalus and pine pollen. I absolutely love that. Amelia loves the ashwagandha. And we both love the all brand new uh, Transcendent Elixirs, which are brand new for the 10th anniversary. Uh, We love the male and female formulas. The male is called Mountain and the female is called Valley. If you are interested in that, you can check them all out over at sunpotion.com. And for the show notes to this episode with links to everything we chat about and, of course, Sun Potion, et cetera, uh, and all of the partners that I'm going to tell you about in just a second, uh, just head on over to coachjoedi.com slash 169. We're at episode 169, so wow, coachjodi.com slash 169. I really think you guys are going to dig this show. And just before we dive in, because I know you like free stuff, uh, you're in luck. Because by optimizers, Black Friday deal starts now. And they're not only going to give you guys a huge discount on their absolutely incredible products all month long, but they're also giving you $200, over $200 worth of free gifts. This is their best sale of the entire year, so it's the perfect time to stock up on their best-selling magnesium breakthrough product that I've told you guys now uh, about for quite a while because I absolutely love it. This is the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that I know of that includes seven unique forms of magnesium, Uh, so it helps with stress relief, better sleep, uh, reduces things like restless leg, just makes you all-around just more stress-resilient, and it's all in one bottle. Most magnesium supplements fail big because they're synthetic and definitely not full spectrum. There's usually only like one type of magnesium in the product, and if that's not the one you need, well, it's not going to do much for you except maybe give you some diarrhea. But when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium in the right dosages and the right amounts, pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your brain to your sleep to your pain, reduces your inflammation, and of course, makes you that much more stress resilient. Now, by optimizers I know, has been advertising a lot on this podcast, uh, but they've never offered a deal as big as this one. This is the biggest blowout deal that they're offering all year long. So it is definitely time to stock up right now. All month, they're offering 10% off using my unique code, plus over $200 in free gifts with select purchases. You guys, this deal is incredible because you not only get that discount, but you get the amazing free gifts. But to get them you have to put your order in by midnight, Tuesday, November 30th. So you've got a couple of weeks here, max. you got to act quick. This is the absolute best time to get the lowest prices to stock up and to take advantage of all the free extras you're going to get. And the only place to get this exclusive deal is through my link that's special for you guys. You're not going to find this on Amazon or even by Optimizer's own website. you got to go to magbreakthrough.com stacked. That's m a g b r e a k t h r o u g h dot com slash stacked, and then use code stacked, which the page will remind you to do. Uh, stack ten to get your discount and the free gifts activated. So you got to use code stacked ten to get the discount and the free gifts activated, so you get those two hundred plus dollars worth of free gifts from these guys. Uh, and one last thing, guys, you should know that all by optimizers products are best in class. And if for some reason you feel differently at any time, you can get a full refund on these things up to one year after your purchase with no questions asked, there's absolutely no risk with by optimizers. They're that confident. Again, the link to go to right now for this exclusive deal is magbreakthroughcom stacked and use code stack 10 while supplies last and do not miss the November 30th. Deadline. All right, Scott. Well, hey, brother. I I really want to dive in here, and there is so many ways that we could tackle this. And as you know, I am a big fan, and Amelia's an even bigger fan of Sun Potion. So I am psyched <laughs> to having. I am a big fan, but she's like a, a mega fan. She can't go a day without like the ashwagandha and and all the other stuff that that you've created here. So I'd love to kick us off here, Scott. Kind of way back at the beginning and kind of go back to the origin story of Sun Potion. And I know we could probably spend all day there, but uh, where were you? Where did this, what was the driver? What was your state? Where was Sun Potion birthed? Because I just just love the brand, and I know that you must have had just so much intention to, especially that foundation, that beginning of what you created.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. We can just kind of cover this in brief. And it's, Joe... So nice to be on the show with you here today, and it's been great to get to know you and your family over the last couple of years, and uh, here we are. So, you know, if we jump back, Sun Potion just had its 10-year birthday in February of this year, 2021, so if we go back 10 years prior to that, I was just coming off of a five-year stint, living mostly off the grid, mostly outside, and mostly in Upper Ohio. Uh, Ojai, California, here. So it's a very close trip from there to Santa Barbara. But during that time in Ojai, I was going ultra minimalist experiment on how to just have the simplest, clearest, emptiest uh, day to day in my life that I possibly could. That meant possessions, that meant distractions, that meant useless time in the car, that meant, I mean, a lot of different things. So I had a lot of time for those that period of five years to really be um, available to curiosity, to follow um, different kind of inspirations of, oh, I want to learn about this certain style of meditation, or, oh, I want to go and learn about the human body through going to the Rolf Institute in Boulder, or, oh, I want to go and uh, study with this Qigong guy in Hawaii for a while. So I had a lot of time on my hands. I had a lot of like space to go and, explore the carnival of all the spiritual groups and meditation things over in Ohio and and that was very satisfying i also was sincerely interested in knowing the answer to a question of like show me my divine path of service i want to be of service i want to be useful i want to be participant in life but i don't want to just go back down from the upper valley and sort of get one of them j-o-b's and not really have a clear idea of what it is or why it is that I'm doing that thing. And so, um, towards the end of that time, now it bears mentioning, I was learning, going deep dives into people like David Crow with Floricopia, learning about elemental kind of attributes of different kinds of plants through their essential oils. I was learning from people like Ron Teagarden or David Wolf, or I mean, there's a number of other key Uh, kind of mentor teachers that I was pleased to have had uh, back in the like, you know, 2007, 2005 uh, era back then. So one day I just sort of realized like, wow, I could just make a project where all these herbs that I'm getting for myself, and I'm just having a blast exploring how they interact and support and feel in my body. And I could have a project where I could bring my personal discernment about what I like, what I preferred, and what I really was excited about and make it available to people in the market. If they were interested or chose to have some of these, dabble into some of these experiences for themselves, then it would at least be available. Um, and that's really where it started from It's a passion project, it's a fun project, it's kind of treat the thing as a game. And um, I think in some ways, you know, that has taken a lot of the pressure off of needing to know all the answers of how to run and do and operate uh, an organism like this. Um, you know, ahead of time, I I don't need to pretty much know anything ahead of time. We just on the we're on the like figure it out as we go along plan, and uh, that's been working really well uh, in the in the past years.
0: I love that and i and I want to get into sort of the level of entrepreneurship that you're still operating at because it's amazing to witness and to have seen I've been fortunate to uh visit your um your home base there in in Santa Barbara, and I was just blown away by what you've built when you say you're treating it like a game can you can you go deeper there? Sure, I'd love to you know we can unpack that all day actually.
1: There's a sort of an attitude about the business, which is I'm a, well, it probably bears mentioning I'm a person of kind of fierce self responsibility and uh, coming from that place is uh, I mean, you certainly can get a lot of things done, but also I'm pretty hard on myself and I'm pretty driving on on myself. And so um, when having the business, it's, uh, especially early on I was it was really clear to me I really couldn't influence or control any anybody else's behaviors and so if I was going to be completely responsible for this project it was important for me to maintain a level of sovereignty in uh, partnership and so it was explained to me early on partnerships work best in odd numbers less than two. <laughs> So I took that to mind. I was like, okay, one person, I'm responsible. I have to do everything. So that's how I started. And I just started out by doing everything. And um, a real beautiful advantage of that was that over the course of some beginning years, I really understood every nuance of, of the business. I understood what the most effective way to put tape on a shipping freight box was. I understood what the best kind of, craft paper tape is with our little logos on it and things like that. I mean, I sort of just freaked out and exercised my um, ability to influence and kind of outpicture this idea of what I was shown or given as a, I think is kind of personal divine creative inspiration. We're talking about when it comes to the, the brand, the branding, the name, the imagery, the container, the, It's a lot of intuition and a lot of just trusting and then having seen the picture of what it is in my mind, then going and going, well, it exists. I saw it. So now I just have to go and make that thing happen. And, uh, yeah, that kind of has filtered through, you know, in in today's world, uh, the, I am not putting so much tape on boxes anymore. I'm not doing some of these aspects. But it's still nice to be able to go and, you know, if we have a new team member or a new colleague on the team, uh, to be able to go and spend some time with them and be like, let me show you the really cool way to put tape on a box. Because <laughs> I'm, like, totally into it. I remember figuring it out, you know? So, um, yeah, now, you know, nowadays, uh, the warehouse and our facility is a place where we have the support and a, and a team of people who really care about what they do. And like myself, each bear a level of personal responsibility for how they show up at the workplace and really for their whole lives and how they show up for their lives. So uh, we've discovered that that kind of a team, we work really well together and it can be, it can be fun. It can be, a, as you said, the original question, the game, yeah. We try and keep a relatively light approach to these things so that, um, everybody gets to stay in a pretty good state while they're navigating.
0: Right. And it, you know, it's as you're talking, Scott, and I love that, you know, in the beginning there, when you were kind of, you know, standing on the shoulders of giants or whatever you want to call it, just, um, just sort of I studying love that term, by the way. Yeah. And I stole it from, I think I might've stole it from Jay Campbell, but, um, Anywho, the um, the idea of kind of like immersing yourself into all those disciplines and whether it was mindfulness, yoga, meditation, plants, oils, um, today, you know, from my past life, kind of being part of a company that went from a couple of guys sitting around a table to, you know, <laughs> two million people participating at our event did, you know, all this madness. You know, for me, it was when it was time for me to leave, it was just because that sort of fire had burnt out right so in other words it had become a job and mm-hmm. you know guys mm-hmm. like you and I don't like jobs and so mm-hmm. you know so how do you keep one foot how do you keep one foot in the in the origin how do you keep do you still how do you keep it fresh because i think after 10 years and now you know you've got a full line of products and i imagine I think guys that do what you do, it's hard to find somebody that does what you do on the scale you do it that's as chill, that's as calm, that's as kind of seemingly stress-free. So how are you staying sort of in that light, in that space that you were when you created this thing 10 years ago?
1: Uh, This is an increment, this is a very key part of how the business operates today because uh, this was designed, my my interaction with the business has been designed and redesigned and, and designed into the fabric of the architecture of how this business operates. And it has been built to not demand me getting worked by the thing every day. So as a point in case, this, this coming January, a couple months from now, I will be having basically a five-year... So, five year anniversary of, for the most part, being completely off of emails, which, you know, while running the company. Um, And that means I don't really much use my personal email. I have a company email, the staff checks that and they respond on my behalf. It's certainly a place I can go and find something if I need a document or something like that. But I don't do the daily two or three hours or more of email grinding that was a choice. You know, there's a lot of my, I have had friends who have had much more successful health related health food companies than myself, but you know, they didn't stop along the way to think about how they wanted to interact with their business so much, or maybe that's my interpretation, but um, you know, it's not hard to find a mid to mid-sized company that has a CEO that's just getting raked over the coals every day. That's, that's, Probably easier to find than not. So how do I keep this attitude or this kind of approach to the business after 10 years? Well, um, I think today we have like about, gosh, I want to say 48 or 50 some products uh, that we've developed. And really the truth around that is that I make products for myself. I don't look at the market. We don't look at, we don't look outward into the Shelves of air one to see what's hitting right now. Um, I b- design and build things that I'm either excited about or want for myself, or maybe I just see would be helpful kind of in general as a concept. Um, so that keeps me engaged. You know, these liquid elixirs, which uh, the first release of we released these transcendent elixirs. Oh, coming on three little over three years ago. And we released five single ingredient elixirs and they each had ingredients made specifically for this project by a Vedic uh, pharmacy in South India. And they weren't making these ingredients for any other business. They were hand making these things. And so very, very special, very, very strong, high test kind of insanely expensive ingredients to have made. We get them in and I get to build out a nutraceutical facility in our, basically a production laboratory in our facility there in Santa Barbara. And I get to go in and personally operate making those things with a bunch of like really cool lab equipment. It's so much fun. In fact, that's probably one of my favorite things relating to the business these days is actually going in the lab physically making the liquid uh elixir kind of materials combining them at least and sort of making them alchemized to be what they are in the in the bottle and uh that's something I really enjoy i mean i'm i would say i'm very involved in my business
0: i would too from the little bit of witnessed <laughs> <laughs> You know
1: what? I I think a skill that has helped a lot is that I have a very audio uh, brain. My brain, I remember almost everything I hear and I can reference and pull things from conversations past. And so my relationship with my team is like I don't maintain a desk at the office. When I come to talk to one of them about a specific thing that, you know, they need me in there for, I pull up a spare chair and sit as a guest at their at their workstation and like we talk about what things they need for me or
0: what opinion, whatever it is. Um was that intentional or did, did did that evolve over time and it's and it's this is it's, in, it's interesting and refreshing right so if you just look at like my podcast as an example from day 1 i just said well i got to hire a producer i got to hire somebody to you know run the sponsorships so i got to hire someone to do this i write the show notes cuz i'm just like those are the things that i'm not going to really be able to do and so you took the total opposite approach (laughs) and so it's completely everything by myself (laughs) just figure it out (laughs) yeah but it's it's just such a unique skill set and i think it's it's refreshing too because i think there's people like you out there scott not many of them but there's some um but I think in today's world, it's all about like, what can you stop doing? What can you outsource? What can you... And it's interesting because you went in with that stuff. You said, well, I can stop. Uh, I can outsource my email. I can outsource my messages. I can outsource my desk at the office. I can outsource. And then the tactical stuff, the hands-on stuff, you actually kept doing yourself as long as you could or as long as you needed to or until someone else Oh, came we along. get
1: deeper into it. Yeah, as time goes by. So
0: it's like you flipped the script on like, I think a lot of the modern business advice that's out there.
1: Correct. Like the op- the operational day-to-day mun- mundaneities of operating, what in effect is basically a freight company. I mean, look, we're, we're importing things, we're configuring those things, and then we're shipping them. We, <laughs> we basically run freight all day. That's what we do over there. Um, For me personally, though, my relationship with my team, and just to tie in that audio listening and audio learning component, I have the good fortune to be able to creatively talk and stream ideas through, like, say, in a marketing meeting with my team. And we have an agenda which kind of guides our, our thoughts, but I'm just, like, kind of, like, pinging ideas, and I'll just go, like, Oh, what if we called this person? What if we did a collaboration with, with this guy? What if we called Joe from stacked and asked about getting on the, on the podcast and just kind of followed up with what's been a long time conversation? You know, sometimes even like something like that might take me bringing it up a half dozen times over the course of months, but eventually all of that stuff happens. And it's kind of fun (laughs) because they, the staff is there, they're taking notes, they're getting accountable. They're like, you know, like looking at each other across the table going, you got that? Okay, I got the other thing. You get that one. And and I just get to sort of be like streaming and going, <laughs> and then we could do this, and then we could do this. And then, then they're going like, okay, okay, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> It's hilarious.
0: Do you have any do you hire a devil's advocate? Do you have anybody that kind of like counters that like maybe Ooh. keeps you balanced or I'm curious how you hire people and how you develop trust in those people for sure. But I guess now let's start with do you have a devil's advocate on your team? I could
1: use more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I come up with ideas all the time and I have to like you know I have to sometimes go if it's a big if it's a big decision and I get all excited about it. You know, I think when we were at Runga, I was all excited about buying this very beautiful commercial building in northern Minnesota where I have a summer place up there. And, you know, it took me, well, I got all excited to my team. Oh, yeah, we do this, this, and this. And they're just like, yeah, let's do it. And then, but it took me actually sitting with it myself and having to get clear with myself. And even in that, I was still excited about it. it took me asking feedback from a dear friend Jason in Sedona and I was driving back from Runga back to Santa Barbara here and stopped for a a moment with him and floated the idea with him. And he kind of very intuitive person and he sort of sat back and hummed and went, that's going to be a distraction, Scott. And I went, ping. You're absolutely correct. I don't need that. So I could use more of the devil's advocate. I go outside of the team for, for that kind of feedback. If it's a big enough. Decision that needs to be made.
0: So, in the last 10 years, what was, and obviously, you're, you obviously have a pretty good on base percentage because, you know, you've come this far in 10 years and, you know, you've got 50 skews and, you know, things are going pretty well. So, my guess is you're correct and on to something more often than you're way off. But what was the biggest mistake, would you say, in the last 10 years of Sun Potion?
1: Oh, I know instant for sure what that is, which is there was a time where Sun Potion, uh, uh, probably bears mentioning we have no investors. So Sun Potion has no investors. So that means board of one, one shareholder, there's a singular person making kind of being ultimately responsible, uh, several years ago, timeline is a little bit, uh, a little bit escapes me, but I want to say like four, four and a half, five years ago, something like that. Uh, the company was growing so fast. We were like doubling and tripling in gross revenues every year without any funding. And so like, it was at least year five before I even began paying myself a salary or anything like that. So all the money was just going back in the business to facilitate this thing, just kind of being a rocket ship and growing so fast. And so, uh, I had a, I had a really awesome team of, of folks that we didn't just, none of us had any experience. We, you know, the, one of the guys that was like my key, key guys, I hired him off of, he was like delivering water bottles to our warehouse. And I was like, dude, you're so cool. Like you want to work here? And he's like, sure. Um, you know, but we didn't, that didn't mean that we knew how to like really operate a sophisticated supply chain or things like that. And so there are our, my ability to keep tabs on all the all the like loose ends as things were growing really quickly became less and less and i started feeling overwhelmed Um, at that time i joined what was called like a peer um mm, ceo roundtable and kind of like peer-reviewed um uh, business group which is which i'm still a part of and that's probably been one of the biggest biggest uh, successes or best choices for me in running the business in the last 10 years. That being said, I also took on from kind of a referral through that group, a COO who was like, had 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 fair amount of success in the kind of like conscious business sort of space. Um, But he also brought a conventional mind around business. Oh, we got to scale this thing. Oh, we got to fill the top of the funnel. Oh, we got to get some, some depth on the bench. Oh, we got to hire up. Oh, we got to get a sales team. Oh, we got to, oh, we got to, oh, we got oh, to get some paid advertising. Oh, we got to, you know, and I'm just like, man, I don't know. Like, this isn't how we, this isn't how really how <laughs> we roll around here. But I am i don't know what to do. So I'm going to just take your word for it. And we'll give this a, a solid try here. Um, at that time, the number of staff ballooned. The amount of fun just completely went down the drain uh, more people involved didn't certainly didn't mean more uh anyone of anyone knowing really what was going on with the business so it took it took three solid years to uh, allow everyone that was brought in during that that de- because of that decision that I made to bring in that outside guy. Um, it took three, almost four years for those people to all leave. <laughs> Man, work is no fun when you got people that are just, they either don't want to be there, or maybe they're jealous, or maybe they're just, they get off on drama, or whatever it is, I don't know. But um, there was certainly a time a couple of years ago where I don't think one of the last folks left that was a part of that, you know, era and brought the team that was there together and went, okay, now we can get back to business. And let me just refresh everybody that you probably haven't even heard about this because this hasn't been a part of how we've been operating recently. But here's a couple of things. It's got to be fun. Can't be brain surgery. It doesn't, we don't have to work that hard. This is a matter of making things available. This is not a push situation. We don't have an outward facing push mechanism to this business. When we offer these things to the market, we're doing it out of our passion and like the responsibility and the commitment that we have to absolute best quality goods, simple, straightforward, understandable products that have long histories and traditions of use, Supporting and helping humans. I mean, it's pretty pretty straightforward. So let's go and have a nice time together now. And they all took a <laughs> they all took a big sigh of relief and went, "God, I'm so glad to hear that." Thank you. Well,
0: that was probably a good boiler for you know maybe that core team that's I assume still around, right? Little bo- boiler period. Right. Yeah. So speaking of just product quality, Scott, and you mentioned you know the little village in India that's cooking up your bacopa or whatever it is where do you where do you find these people places plants shamans whatever you're working with where do you find them and how do you how do you vet them great question you know actually most of the sourcing
1: that is used for the brand is are actually people whom i reached out to before ever even thinking about having a brand because i was like voraciously looking for information about how's the plant material grown? What altitude is it at? What's the soil content like? Where's the water coming from? These kind of, like where in India? Oh, okay, Northern, you mean like by Kashmir? like where? Um, When talking to brands at the time, you know, when I was first learning about some of these herbs and things, I'd go to the market, figuratively like what what was available on the market at that time and start you know poking around and asking and I was curious about finding single ingredient concentrated extracts really good quality that passed all my understandings of how to use my physical organs like my nose and my taste and touch and color and that kind of stuff to vet like and discern is this of good quality or is this like checks boxes but is not like quite the thing um well anyways the curiosity around those topics led me to actually became becoming acquainted with and becoming friendly with a number of uh, purveyors you could call them they're either people that own farms or they have a laboratory in different places and so um, of the eight providers that we have probably six of them are from before even thinking to have a company. So there's been a level of consistency. We have, you know, at some point in the conversation early on, there's kind of this admission of like, well, I really care a lot about what I do. I'm really passionate about it. My goal is to make this thing the best possible thing it can be. And I actually work for the plants. Like I've had vendors, you know, that we get materials from say, in effect, that basic message to me um, more more than one of them have, said that so I mean those are the kind of people that I want to work with we work with people we have relationships with who I can call on the phone and we can discuss the different things we work with people that I can go and visit and meet with and have like have like a friendship and a camaraderie around and when it comes to the actual you know there's a thing of like trust God and tie your camel right so you gotta there's still a responsibility on behalf of the company to To vet every every batch of material that we receive, to make certain analytically with numbers that it is clean, that it is not um, providing anything that's going to harm anybody, certainly. Uh, And so we test for you know microbes and presence of certain kinds of chemicals and metals and different things like that, and we're very thorough and active about that. So I think you know by the not I think by the time a person is holding the jar of finished material in their hand, that material has been chemically tested and vetted three on three separate occasions. So um, there's that aspect. Now you mentioned this Vedic pharmacy in Southern India. It's now that is an interesting story. I have, um, I was introduced to a man who is a medical researcher and an MD and a vedic priest and a vedic doctor and he treats a lot of the vedic priests like we're talking like vedanta temple we have one here in montecito um he treats the the priests from the region southern california central california they they come to him for their uh, medical treatments and the treatments that he's actually giving them are these are alchemical vedic treatments and they're most of the medicines are usually delivered in the form of these small clay balls that are handmade and the pharmacy that he uses to make those medicines for him uh, they're also the pharmacy that makes these materials for this for this project so i only have access to them because i'm friends with the vedic priest that also is a vedic doctor and Also has written three medical textbooks. (laughs) The guy's like a boss. He's the same. We're the same age. He's like 40. He just had his first son. He's like arranged marriage. He's so cool. So, you know, you get a person like that and he and I are like deep plant brothers, you know, we get together and we're just like a complete party going on. And so he and I work closely together to um, formulate and clarify intentions around what we're what kind of outcomes we're looking to create for these, some of these project products. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Relationships is really where it all goes down, boils down to Joe is we got to, we work with people whom I like and whom are really passionate and we can be friends and see eye to eye on how we, how we approach these materials.
0: Right. And it seems like that sort of trust, you know, is the, you know, and whatever you're doing to, you know, and it, well, let's just say when the mission is so clean and, and, you work for the plants, right? So when, when your commitment to that excellence is so high and you're really kind of attracting, you're probably a magnet for the right people to some extent. But I just think that, you know, nowadays where businesses are just, everyone's trying to, you know, hit financial goals before they even think about product quality and things like that. And it's, um, I think it's, it's. I think that you've got this system it's almost like you know how I look at my business with Runga it's almost like let's let's keep it evolving but be very careful let's like move slowly let's like let this thing go and I think you've mm-hmm. you've created this you know between your suppliers and your team and yourself and you and you on the board there's just this like tremendous amount of trust i imagine and just this loving relationship between everyone that i just think is like honestly, rare in any workplace. But I think it's it's what every business is striving to become or or achieve, but they're forgetting what gets you there is sort of the mission that you've been drumming this entire time, this beat you've been drumming, right?
1: Correct. I mean, you're talking about two totally different approaches. Are you going to start from backwards or start from frontwards? And, you know, you mentioned that it's like I've kind of paired out a lot of the – um. Things like email and this and that, and maybe that's um, a little bit different than, or, or even could be seen as a little backwards from the way that many folks approach their businesses. Um, in this case, um, approaching the business from the outcome, I think is just a real bummer because then you start making your decisions off the spreadsheet, and you're doing your projections with the costing target in mind that you have to hit and, and these kinds of things. And, uh, it's so easy to cut corners. I mean, especially if that's, if, if those are the kind of filters and lenses that you're approaching the topic of the business, then it's going to make it easy to like self sort the information pieces that will support those that in your mind are, you think you're going to support that outcome. Mine is a little bit more like a boat. We just like, you know, the boat, we first, we had to like build the boat and then we had to like get some oars and we sort of like pushing it along on, on the water. Um, But organically as it grew and you can start putting a motor on it and that kind of thing, the, the downstream results that the business creates for whether it's for me personally or whether it's the, say the financial power of the business to go in donate or do philanthropic things. Um, Those are like the wave coming off the back of the boat, you you know, it's not really the priority. It's just kind of something that you have to deal with. As the business continues doing better and better. Um, I certainly on a personal level have way more responsibilities now than I did. uh, (laughs) Pretty much any, any, any year previously, you start just going year by year and every year, I've been having more and more personal responsibilities so it is a matter of stewarding all the some of the downstream waves from the boat Um, but yeah it's certainly not the not the focus certainly not on the front end I mean like the having a having an intention of some financial outcome is going to make the whole process a lot harder to make a decent (laughs) a decent project out of and I think there's the the com- I'm proud to say Sun Potion. My understanding, at least, is that Sun Potion has a pretty high um, kind of clientele, like credential socially. the there's a there's a you've got a lot of clout. I like that word. Yeah, so there's some clout there. Um, so you know, people don't don't place that level of respect or appreciation for a brand. I don't think without there being uh, some pretty authentic kind of ways in which they're interacting in the market.
0: At your 10-year anniversary, did you change anything? Like you mentioned that your responsibilities have been growing over the last every year. And um, when you hit that 10-year mark, did did it shine the light on anything that maybe you're changing or in the process of changing?
1: Uh, well, we added four elixir, sun potion elixirs at that time that are proudly wearing these little... Ten years of service since two thousand eleven buttons on the label, which I just think are kind of cool. So that was oh, there you go, Joe, right in the lower right. You see yours there. So that was kind of just to me was a nice landmark. We did have a uh, have a. It was a little bit still kind of COVIDy times, you know. So uh, there was there was always this thought that there'd be like a two or three hundred person party with a big, just a fun like big exciting thing you know in a in a nice venue and stuff i thought it would be fun to just kind of appreciate the people that have supported the brand and that kind of thing in lieu of that which was not available at that time was um to have the really the key business people whom have been helpful and generous with their time with their feedback with the way that they have been supportive to me both you know spiritually mentally emotionally (laughs) not financially but there's i've got a whole team a whole crew of friends that are most of whom are older and also much more successful than i than i am uh, who i was able to invite together and have some nice time with them um as the year has progressed i mean um when sun potion had its 10-year birthday i basically spent a good portion of that summer up in northern minnesota where i'm where I'm from originally and I bought a house and a wooded acreage on a on a lake up there. And I spent the summer like running the business over the phone and um running chainsaw in the on the property most of the summer. So in a way I think Sun Potion kind of gave me this gift as an opportunity to go back and get back into some deep nature and really saturate myself in that. And and so I'm I'm super grateful to the company. I mean, I'm super grateful to kind of think of it as this like living organism. And so, um, yeah, it's like the Sun Potion transformational foods living thing, kind of, I feel like kind of gave me this gift as an opportunity to um, go and be near my family and spend a lot of time out in the woods this summer. And so that was, that. that's something I'm proud of after 10 years of that and
0: and I want to know what's on the docket for the next 10 but when you when you look at your business as a as an organism do you take that any further like do you do you do you look at your business in terms of what is what is the business running on what is the business excreting what do you do you go any any deeper in terms of the business as an organism I'm wondering if that could be useful for for other people running businesses if they if they looked at their business as a living thing
1: I mean, it's a great point, right? We aim for things like, um, you know, good packaging materials and things like that. If I, I can tell you, we have a couple of products that are made of that are made of plastic material bags with like mylar on them or something like that. And I wish there was a better option for that available on the market at this time. probably been a few months since I've looked but in the in the in the years in the years past we've looked extensively for that and when you get into the alternate options you start realizing that you're putting this high test material into a package that as it weathers the the storm getting pulled in and out of somebody's cabinet it starts to break, <laughs> it literally starts to break down like in their cupboard and it compromises the material inside so going back to the Pursuit of excellence and offering the best quality products. Um, sometimes we have to make a compromise in order to um, protect the materials inside, and so that's something that I would I would like to be better. I mean, it would certainly be my strong preference to have a different. Uh, option for those for those bagged products at least specifically and
0: i've actually been thinking about this a lot because just obviously i take a lot of products supplements pills <laughs> capsules powders and um you're one of the very 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 few that use the blue um is it mylon what's the what's the
1: okay so we have two
0: kind of main
1: glass materials we do the miran the the swiss or Austrian-made um, purple violet glass, and that that glass is very interesting. It actually only allows violet spectrum light into the container, and it is a light spectrum that actually is set to improve the life force of the material inside. A simple example of that is they sometimes have done in the past. They've done a little trial where they put like one cherry tomato into a bunch of different colors of glass, one of them being the Muron, and you know, they set it in the windowsill for weeks, they pop them out, and most of them are all hairy, looking like little furby, like moldy little monsters. And then the Miran one pops out, and it's like all glossy and plump and looking ready to eat. So that's that's what we use for a, a good number of the jars. And then we also actually have we have blue jars that are made for us in, in Asia. And so we buy, I think we buy like 200,000 of those at a time, which to give you a, an idea, a hundred thousand of those blue jars, which we have manufactured for us and that have an embossed like sun potion branding on the bottom of the jar. Uh, one th- uh, 100,000 of those blue jars is one 53 foot long shipping container that is like absolutely packed to the ceiling. It's, there's not room for a, a gasp of air inside of that container when we open.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But that's it. You know, it's a good, it's that attention to detail, right? It's this, you know, when we look at that and you as a business owner, it's like, okay, so my guess is if I go on, you know, Alibaba and find containers for the new supplement I'm going to create, I could probably find some really cheap stuff to put my pills in or whatever. Um, but, Mm -hmm. but when you look at sun potion, you're, definitely incurring a higher cost to create that. You're, it's heavier, you know, the, the blue Myron jars. Oh, the rate
1: goes up, everything. everything. It's sort of like a yeah. a little change that like spreads out like a fractal through the rest of the business. And so um, you're right. It is a priority though for us to, for, for me personally. to. There's a reason why the label is gold. There's a reason why there's syntax and uh, number sequencing all over the label. It's very intentional. You know, there's a aspect to our human biology when we hear words, word combinations with syntax and you hear sun potion, transformational foods or transcendent elixirs, there's like a sound aspect of how that impacts our biology. Even the winged sun disc that's on the on the label or on the logo that is holding an, that is a symbol of kind of a universal humanist symbology which represents embodiment and bringing the body from density and to becoming more like the sun or becoming more like the light. And in that sense, bringing down that the one's spirit and higher selves and giving it a place to live in our body. It's like an embodiment symbology. And so um, there's intention around all of that. And it's, um, I guess, I guess to put it simply, it's like there's a level of, Uh, respect and deference to what's inside of that package uh, before the person even has tried the thing. Uh, And so that's really my attempt to honor the plant material that's inside and to like give respect to um, the energetic presence of that plant you could call it deva or being or what have you coming and being of assistance to myself to the other people that try the material and it's sort of easy to have it start off on the right foot when you clad that um special sacred material in a a cloak and a coat of it's not really like armor but there is like a alchemical priest warrior um, Solomon kind of vibration that's intentional.
0: Well, it's, uh, you're reminding me of when I was interviewing Darren O'Lean, he said, always write the word love on your water bottles, you know, and, um, I always remember that just because it's that vibration, right? It's that it's, he's like, you know, the science is deeper than we may ever understand, but, uh, just do it. So when you say like the number sequences, and so are you saying like, you know, if I read the ingredients and it's Bacopa, blah, 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 are you saying that there's there's more than meets the eye in terms of how all the, you know, the number of words on the label or what, what sort of algorithms are you using to create these things? Most of it is
1: just what it sounds like. So I'm getting my glasses out because I did turn 40 this year and I'm sorry to say, but my eyes are not fantastic. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So I'm going to read you something. Thank you for being here. This is an amazing time on the planet participate in the shift, experience transformational foods with sun potion. That was inspired language that was on the first jar that was ever made. It's on all of the, it's not on the liquids. We've run into a square, square inches uh, real estate issue because the bottle is smaller, but it's on all of the powdered jars. So, I mean, there's kind of an example of just one simple thing that, um, or even saying instead of, Instead of saying instructions or suggested use, it's like invitations for use. Oh, that's nice of you. I'd like to be invited to <laughs> try it this way or that. And also still have the freedom to do it however I want to if I feel like it.
0: So I love that. You know, little things. Intention. Little and things. well, I think once you connect with universe, God, or when you're being guided in the way that you are, Scott, you know, I think all of these things kind of tend to happen and it's, and it's beyond, you know, the typical person. If I created a supplement powder, I'd probably just write instructions, you know? So there's this like... unless (laughs) If, right. unless, my right. <laughs> unless i unless i shifted my intention right you know unless i really got mm-hmm. connected and really you know i'm not in that business but like you know if i really it's how i look at runga of course if you look at our website you know we have similar um kind of intentionality i love it so you and
1: your wife have a very reverential approach to the way that you frame in my experience frame everything related to runga you know you you give out a notebook with like a, a letter press like gold seal of like the runga lifestyle or, or runga living or something like that and you you know you you put these like touch points on on the experience even in the way that you speak to and address the groups or that you include some of the more reverential like practices some of the yoga and the gong and the different things like that i mean i think that people um, rightly have the experience that you both really care and that you both really respect and honor your clients for coming and choosing to participate. And um, it's not like anybody there is a spectator. Everybody that shows up to those events is, is bringing their whole thing with them and making the entire thing uh, what it is ultimately. And so, yeah, the intention is important. Why not? I mean, it's your offering to the world. It's you and <laughs> you and your beautiful like family is like, this is what we're doing. And we're bringing this to, to reality. We're pulling this out of our imaginations and we're making it here on, on earth for this community of people to experience. Similarly, I mean, I could make a real mundane, just kind of, just a saleable product. I've, I think I'm actually kind of good at making products. I like the I like the creative process of making products. I I I'm always happy to help friends when they're if they're going through a process of of making their own kind of creatively inspired product lines. Um but you know, it's a lot more to me it's a lot more fun to make it like a little bit eccentric and a little bit out there and a, dare I say maybe even a little weird. Um cuz I mean, it's fun. <laughs> go for it like why not
0: i love it i love it scott all right so hey so as we kind of near the end here of our time together scott what's next what's what's the next 10 years gonna bring you and sun potion or what's on the horizon i've heard a little bird told me you're working on some new products um i think something around food cravings maybe or something like that what oh what's up what are you up to now what's next
1: Okay, great question. So, you know, I bumped into a long time old a long time friend that I was friends with prior to starting the company. He goes, "Wow, 10 years, like you haven't sold it yet." And I was like, "No, why would I do that?" Like if I sell it, then I'm still going to have to figure out some other thing to do in the world to feel useful and participate. And and so this likely will not be a sold thing. I mean, it's just kind of a lifestyle project business, it keeps me engaged in my life. And um, it's a supportive thing. And it gives me a creative outlet. So I love being in the business and participating with it. I think that we'll just continue growing and refining some of our product offerings. Um, You know, as time goes by, I'm able to have access to better and better equipment and things to just make, even like those elixirs, just kind of keep making them more and more radical and powerful and tangible and felt experiential and all those fun things Uh, we are we have formulated and are waiting for r d materials uh, related to compulsive like behaviors and compulsive specifically kind of compulsive eating uh, behaviors and that kind of stemmed from just a request from a from a friend like, hey, you know, I think a lot of people, she basically said, hey, you know, I, this is like a thing that I struggle with. And I think there's a lot of people out there that, that have uh, difficulty with compulsive behaviors or compulsive patterns in their lives. Is there anything that could be made that could be helpful for that? And so we kind of went to the research and do some kind of, scouring and figured out some options. So we're going to try that. And the, the goal is for that, really, it's not uh, working on like a gross physical level. It's not changing somebody's metabolism or or things like that. It's more affecting the subtle kind of neural pathways and what drives us to kind of overdo it and then restrict ourselves and then overdo it and restrict. Like that's that's a, that's a project. So you know, I used to be able to turn out new products like boom, 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 no big deal. Like every month or a couple of months, I drop another product. And um, I've learned over time that it's just not that way anymore. You know, that <laughs> there was an intention, there was an idea about that. Um, six months from now, we'll get the R&D materials back from the lab. Maybe six months after that, the product will be available for production and, and being sold. But it's okay. I adapt my, I, I adjust my expectations of timing and uh, and that, and it's not a big deal. So, you know, a couple of things that I'm really thrilled about that I could share with you. I mean, Sun Potion is a big supporter of the Boys and Girls Clubs uh, in the Central Coast here. And that's a project that I'm really passionate about. The Michael Baker, the director of the eight or nine clubs here in the Central Coast is just a fantastic guy and he's really doing in my mind the the same work that we're doing with sun potion on a individual body level and a plant chemistry supporting the body level with positive 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 you look a little bit little bit a little bit add the positive every day and then you end up with a different outcome later and so for these kids in the boys and girls clubs um we're they're really addressing like uh you know, getting them in a place where they can have that little positive influence every day over an extended period of time. And the hope is that they'll end up with a different outcome in their life. Um, you know, if the kids get picked up by there's in these communities, especially once you go up the central coast, they tend to be more agrarian. And um, it's most of the population of the clubs are, you know, Hispanic, and both parents work a couple jobs. And it's like the the staff and the teams at these clubs are like in a in a headcount competition for who's going to get those kids. Is it the boys and girls club, or is it going to be the Latin gang? You know, because that's kind of like the, the two options in a lot of these areas. And so, um, if we can keep the kids out of trouble by giving them a safe place to be and just be kids, then they're going to stand a heck of a lot better chance of having a awesome, healthy, happy life in the in their future. Um so that I'm really excited about. We do support them with some food too, ingredients and things like that. And another piece that I could mention is the lunch on me down in downtown LA. Um so we've been giving food to them and they they just do a really nice outreach with um the communities in downtown LA. A lot of folks who you know they live outside and that. And so when they can when we can get them a bunch of cases of say ashwagandha and they can make a big preparation of soup and like take the, take the lid off and the pack out, the silicate pack out and just pour the whole thing of ashwagandha into the big, that day's lunch of soup. Uh, that to me is pretty awesome. I'm so glad that we have the ability to, to do those things and kind of be engaged in those ways. So that's, Those kind of projects are exciting to me looking at the next 10 years. Um, In the next 10 years, personally, I would be thrilled to have a family. So I suppose there'll be something that is affected or changes if I end up finding the right wife and having a couple kids that would be, then it'll be a family business. (laughs) Then it could be a, you know, then I got to, then I get, well, then I get to (laughs) imprint my, express my uh, entrepreneurial spirit to my children and i can have them running it instead of going to middle school or whatever. <laughs> you know not as that. a like not on a like work level but on a like director level you know creatively running the the uh marketing or something yeah we'll see
0: i mean i know my son leon he's uh a matter of time before he's the uh cmo of runga or whatever <laughs> you know mm-hmm. Yep. so um it's, it's a goal of mine to just make make our business into a bit of a family business as well and it already is of course but as he grows you know he's gonna more than likely be homeschooled so it's there's a lot of opportunity there for kids and i think um to witness how things operate the organism of these businesses we run
1: exactly yeah and I don't have to say too much about it, but I can't imagine any scenario where I would give my child to any school to just have them imprint all of the operating systems for me. I'm like, that's my most valuable asset. I'm responsible for that being. <laughs> I'm going to put the pr- the operating system in there and share with them like the filters through which to see the world and engage with the world. And I frankly, I think the world is in a place where she needs more people who really care and who are really connected with themselves and with their surroundings and who want to do and be the best, you know, version of themselves in the world. And I think it would be such an honor to have that opportunity to like, you know, help provide a few of those uh, key (laughs) <laughs> Exceptional people into the world, so they can go and jump in the party and be helpful. At this time, why
0: not? Right on. No, I I see the world the same way, and it, I might outsource my show notes and stuff, but I'm not going to outsource my child. <laughs> I'm not going to not going to push him into you know an, an indoctrination mm-hmm. camp um, into the the normal ways of thinking. I think that you know, but it's exciting because I think there's a lot of incredible souls coming into the planet right now. And I think, you know, a lot of people in our circles are either thinking about kids or having kids or, um, and so, Hey, I'm, I'm excited for you, Scott. I think, you know, you're a powerful guy. I mean, you almost broke the internet when we were getting on the the show today. (laughs) So I mean, I'll, um, I'll wait and see. I'm excited to see what shakes out for you. Well,
1: thank you so much, Joe. It's been a real pleasure to connect with you again and i do appreciate our friendship and the time together very much
0: hey right back at you scott it's an honor man i'm i look up to you a lot i think you're a great guy just an unbelievable soul and spirit and you you light up any room you walk in so i love it was such a privilege to have you back again at runga this year and um it's just always it's always so great to share space with you here man
1: thank you so much i do appreciate that
0: Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's show. For the show notes for today's episode, head on over to coachjoedi.com and click podcast from the menu. If you'd like to leave a review, which I would absolutely appreciate on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you found this show, please do so. These mean the world to me. They help me understand what my audience is gaining from these shows that I'm pouring my heart into and ultimately helps us to reach more people because these platforms like shows that get reviews. So it helps us out so much. If you're digging the shows, this would be so great if you could just leave a review. Also, I still give away $150 every two weeks to kettlebellkings.com to somebody that reviews my show. So if you leave a review, just screenshot it and email it to hey at coachjodi.com and my team will enter you to win this $150 gift card so that you can outfit your home with a couple of kettlebells on me. Also, when you're in the show notes, you'll find links to any products that we discussed for full transparency. Some of these links do contain affiliate links. This helps me to fund these episodes, pay my staff, and ensure that I'm taking care of the people that take care of us. So I absolutely appreciate you clicking links and using codes. It helps keep this train on the tracks. All right, guys, until next week, thank you as always for listening. I really appreciate you guys subscribing and listening to this show every week. I really put a lot into them, so thank you so much. And you'll hear from me again next week. Take care.